Yo, 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 whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today's episode, it's all about helping you improve your credit position. Boosted credit scores, if you will. But before we dive into the episode, let's jump into the quickie. How do you and your partner or spouse travel? Do you plan separately or exclusively together? Let me ask you a question. When you when you travel, is it something that you do spontaneously or is it something that you plan for in advance? So I'm a big planner. I like to plan things in advance. And though one may view it not being as spontaneous, for me, it's a little bit more controlled because I can control my spending, if you will. And I'm all about controlling my spending. But sometimes, you know, it's fun to to have that spontaneous side. And so making those, you know, impromptu travel arrangements sometimes are necessary. So do you plan your trips in advance or or is everything spontaneous? Do you and your spouse or partner, whether it's a short term or long term relationship or short term or long term marriage? Do you guys plan and travel together exclusively everywhere or do you have a mix where you travel some together and other trips you guys are separate, maybe with your friends? And speaking of friends, when you travel, do you travel with your friends? And if so, whose friends? Is it your friends or is it your partner's friends or is it a mix of both of the friends together? I'm really nosy. So I'm trying to dig deep into your relationship just to understand a little bit more about you guys. But also want you guys to know that in order to like prepare yourself, especially as we talk about this this topic today, boosted credit scores, thinking about your relationship and thinking about traveling, all this stuff is kind of connected financially, obviously, right? So when you're thinking of traveling or when you guys are traveling, do you allow time for yourself, that that independence away from your spouse? Not that you don't want to be bothered. It's just sometimes you want to have your own time. Remember, you guys were individuals before you became a couple. So I do think it's healthy to have separate travel arrangements, whether it's with, you know, one time a year with you and your friends or yourself, you take a time away for a weekend, maybe a week. And then you also have a time with you and your spouse, where you guys travel together, you add in kids in that mix, right? Sometimes those trips are mostly planned around the kids, but then at other times you're an adult, right? And you want to have that adult type of trip. So ask yourself these questions, right? Do you plan your trips? And if so, why don't you? And if you do not have a, a, a trip where you plan separately, why don't you? And if you always travel separately, why don't you travel with your your partner or spouse? Just a bunch of series of questions I'm asking you guys today to help you guys get into the mode of planning for travel, not suggesting one or the other, just bringing out a bunch of different topics here to help you guys just explore yourself introspectively, thinking about traveling with your partner or spouse, whether it's, again, together or separately. And that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls.
So in today's episode, it's all about helping you improve your credit position. But first, I do want to share some stories with you guys, at least two stories, because this happened to me, FYI. I've done it twice. Yep, twice, where I've experienced some hard times as relates to my FICO credit score. And I've successfully, on both occasions, improved my credit position. And so I consider myself to be an expert on this topic. Though I am not a financial expert, I do know that there are some proven methods to help you improve your credit position. What I mean by credit position, simply improving your credit score, your FICO credit score. I don't come from a background of like financial experts or, you know, trust funds or a wealthy environment of family, but I was taught the value of money and how to manage my money. And so along the way in my journey in life, I learned I've done some things, made some mistakes, and those financial mistakes cost me a lot. And with that, I learned techniques and methods to improve so I will avoid those things. Granted, I did say it happened to me twice. So, you know, maybe I didn't learn all of those initially, but where I'm at now in my life, you know, I won't make those same mistakes again. So I want to share that information with you guys so you guys won't make that mistake or mistakes. There's this book by Susie Ullman that helped me change my financial life. And, you know, you, you hear people say something happened in their life and this helped me change my financial life. But I'm really serious. This helped me save my financial life. And though I can't find the book now, I don't even remember the title of the book. I had a copy of it years ago. Not sure where it's at. That's what I get for helping someone else out. I let someone borrow the book and I and then I got got. <laughs> so let's start off the, back in 2008. Um, my credit score was hovering around 560. Pretty shitty, right? So within two short years, I boosted that credit score from 560 to 717. This is prior to me purchasing my first home. It was also the very year um, I, I received that book from Susan Allman from not really sure again where, who I received it from. And uh, they had some life lessons in that book and it really helped shape, you know, a, a, a better position to help me prepare myself. And so I really followed those and I'll, I'll cover about five steps shortly, but I do want to tell you guys about this, this other story that happened to me. So just last year, um, again, this time my score was not as dire in the fives, um, but I wanted to repair. I wanted to improve. So I was already satisfied with my credit score at this point, but I wanted to increase it even further. Right. And so I reached back into my toolkit and start following some of those same methods I used to follow back in 2008 to help me improve my credit position as well. And so I did that. And so it increased again by, I believe, another 50 points recently. I can say there are times where I wish I would have done this earlier follow these five steps and as well as you know just had a better understanding of credit worthiness and how to protect your credit from purchases from opening up you know credit cards 
uh, stuff like that, right? And so I was never one who would like avoid paying my bills. I would always, you know, I've always paid my bills. But I just kind of wish early on I would have understood the value of credit cards. I think that would have been tremendously important for me and my financial education. So how did I how did I do it? What did I do? All right. So simply there were five steps that I use. And these are not necessarily steps that I've 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 pulled from somewhere. Again, I did learn these um by reading again this book from Susan Holman. Um I'm sure you guys can Google her and um just look into some of her methods. She also has a podcast where she has a lot of information that she provides as well. Some of it could be a little, you know, on the extreme from for some people. So I would say, you know, it's all about where you are and, and utilize information to help you. That's how I look at any advice that anyone gives me. It's not a totality. It's not that I'm listening for information to follow every single step. I'm listening, you know, to take those little nuggets that, that can be applied to my situation. And just like me providing information to you guys, same thing. These next five steps I'm about to give you guys, you know, may not necessarily already work for you, but it, you may be able to apply some of that. So these are the things I've used in the past. And one of them I could tell you is pay early and more than the minimum balance. So for example, if your monthly minimum payment is about or around $100, pay $125. And if the payment is due on the 10th, pay it on the 5th of each month. Do this about three months in a row. And I guarantee you, you will see your score, your FICO score increase. Number two. Avoid closing accounts. So if you have multiple credit accounts, keeping some of them at a zero balance or all of them at a zero balance is ideally where you want to be for a period of time. You have to charge, you know, and I get that, get get more into that in a minute, but you do want to keep some type of balance on some of these cards. Unfortunately, that is the trap that we live in when it comes to the credit scores. Um, but that's that's the game we have to play. And so utilize these tools to play the game right rules of engagement there's always some type of rules or, or set up out there and just understanding what those rules are will help you better position yourself so as i mentioned number two is avoid closing accounts you want to show long-standing credit history and this is one of those one of those best ways to do so and i can tell you you know it's important whatever cards you have wherever they are you know make a plan to have to pay those off this is this is definitely not necessarily that episode where i'm going to get into like developing a plan i have more of that i'm going to cover later on but this episode is really about your credit position and how to increase that score so and these are some of the things i think the best way to do so and number three maintain at minimum or and maximum <laughs> It's kind of rough here, but you, you kind of starting to be in this this range of about thirty percent or lower of your credit card utilization. So, some would even say twenty five percent, and that's why I said minimum and maximum, because you want to maintain some type of a balance, about twenty five percent to thirty percent, 
So if your credit card, let's give this example. So if you have a credit card that's that has a five hundred dollar balance, I'm sorry, five hundred dollar limit, um, then you want to maintain, in my opinion, less than one hundred forty nine dollars a month on that particular card. And you would ask yourself, wait a minute, but but why am I, you know, maintaining? Isn't the goal to have zero balance? It is. But when you're trying to improve your credit position, you want to show not only are you paying your bills every month, that's that's you want to show that, but you also want to keep that credit utilization below a certain dollar amount. So it's very important that you guys understand when you're trying to increase your score, you, you're going to have to, it's going to require you to carry over a balance. And I understand that it's probably not where some of you guys are, and that's fine. Again, this is about improving your credit standing. Speaking of that, number four, when available, ask for a new credit limit increase. Some credit card apps allow you to do it via the app. Some you may have to call or even written requests. Simply ask for a credit increase. You don't need the extra. Let's say you have $2,000 on the card. You don't really need to have more, but it can help improve your standing by asking for those credit increases because maybe your debt to income ratio will improve by having a larger credit um, um, credit availability to, to you. So this will allow... Obviously, for more credit, but I strongly suggest you guys maintain, you know, that same monthly balance, monthly balance that I covered in number three. And number five, check with your credit, check your credit score as often as you can. There's a lot of credit cards out there now that provides free credit monitoring as a service, as a benefit. Use them. And you don't have to look at it. I mean, all the time, you know, you just want to be aware of what's on your scores and what items can be affecting your score. So I'll give you guys an example. So here in the state of Maryland, um, I was going, again, wanted to improve my credit history here. So I went through a credit, um, I guess like a credit repair organization. And I paid for about six months. It was an initial fee up front and about $50 a month for six months. And the state of Maryland requires those companies to provide three additional months once your paid plan is over. So that's awesome. You get a total. So I paid for six months, but I got a total of nine months of credit monitoring. And it would send me different actions via a link. And I would go through that portal and just check to see what type of activities that I may want to help have them investigate on my behalf. And if something that they can work on and we can clarify and clean up, and they would do all of the legwork to get those items, you know, taken off your credit by contacting the three different bureaus here in the United States and, you know, writing those letters on your behalf, as well as, you know, do just taking care of all of the legwork for you. Because it is it can be very tedious to do that on your own. And if you if you have the time, please do so, you know, save the money on that that front. But if you don't necessarily have the time and it's a lot of effort and work, you know, you you may want to benefit for shelling out a little money uh, to help improve your credit as well. And so I want to pivot a little bit. And the reason why I want to pivot a little bit in this episode, I want to provide some statistics. 
And so I did some research and it was a little bit alarming for me. And some of these numbers can be shocking. So, you know, it's, I think it's very important to to be grounded of where we are and to have a plan. And I think that is critical to to improving your credit score, but also understanding the dynamics in the world around us. Right. So I found that 63 percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Meaning if one does not receive a paycheck or there's a, a stoppage in work for, for one paycheck, it will create extreme hardship on that individual. 63% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And according to CNBC, Americans need to make roughly, and I know this number has probably increased with inflation recently, but $122,000 per year to be financially healthy. Now, that could be very subjective, financially healthy, but you know, according to CNBC, Americans need to make roughly $122,000 a year to be financially healthy. Furthermore, an average US American credit card debt is about $6,200. So, Imagine individuals living paycheck to paycheck, about 63% again. And on average, those individuals or many individuals have around $6,200 in credit card debt that they're trying to juggle. And imagine missing a paycheck or being laid off for at least a week or two weeks, how much hardship that would create. Further, I go on, I found more with 37.7% of American household make less than $49,000 a year. 37.7 household make under 49,000. This is not individuals. These are families. These are people who, you know, friends or families who live together. There's 54% of households that make under 74,000. Not just provided a statistic from CNBC where in order to live financially healthy, you need to make 122,000 a year. But I'm also looking at this stat here where it's 54% of households in America make under 74,000 a year. More than half. There's a real struggle out there. And with some so much competing factors, as I mentioned, inflation, you know, we need to have a better position we need to be better positioned for success individual success because i'm a strong believer if you're not successful at the individual level you can't be successful for your family now it may take you you and your partner and you and your spouse or you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend or you and your friend you know it may take you guys together to achieve the goal but individually you can't get there. You can't support your other, the partner, if you are not helping yourself along the way. So I would say there are three things you guys can do that I think is really important. Just for now, just for starting off, pay yourself first every paycheck you can. And that sounds like, wait a minute, if I'm if, if we're leaving paycheck to paycheck, though, how the hell am I going to pay myself first? It's important. Because there's going to be a time where 
something may come up and you will have a little bit of money set aside to be able to handle that emergency. Pay yourself first. I say somewhere between between 10 and 20%. Pay yourself first. Then set up auto pay if you can. If you can't set up auto pay, revisit your money. Look at the things you're spending, the activities you're doing. Revisit that. Set up auto pay. Last tip I'll leave you guys with. Reduce spending as best as you can. <laughs> I did say in one of my previous episodes, actually last episode. So if you haven't listened to Level Up Your Finances today, please listen to the episode. I talked about brunch. It's a big deal. I know it is. Check out that episode. Pause this episode. Check out the episode. Come back to this episode right at this point. I told you so. <laughs> Try to reduce brunch as best you can. So in the future, I have another episode coming out called Money Heist. In this episode, I'm well, well it's called Money Talk Money Heist uh, episode. And, and I'm really going to dive deep into financial planning. Because I'm really big on planning. I'm really big on like long-term plans. And so I will help like draft a five-year, 10-year financial plan talk about weekly and monthly spending plans and then I'm going to really dive into that 50 30 20 plan more to come to that so hopefully you guys take these tips that I've offered in this episode to help improve your credit score I guarantee you it works sometimes between 20 and 50 point increases by following these steps that I offered earlier those are big increases, especially if you're hovering in the 600s, the low 600s. And you're really just trying to get right over that hump to 720 or 740. It's very important. And, 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 and don't let someone say you can't increase it. Trust me. I've been all over the map with the credit. Well, not in 800 yet. I haven't, I haven't eclipsed the 800 yet, but I've been in the 5s, 6s, and 7s all over the gambit. And, and now I'm in the upper sevens and I, I feel very happy where I'm at in my credit. And over time, I will try to continue to increase to get myself closer to 800 as possible. It's a lot harder because I have a long history of credit. Um, but it's very important that I continue to strive for that in order for me to reach my financial goals in the future. But thank you guys again for taking the time today to, to talk about boosting your credit scores and hopefully these tips and tools I offered will help you guys along the way remember positive energy leads to positive vibes don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining no pants required can be found on google podcast or wherever you get your favorite podcast peace mm-hmm.